A good near of to our friends and members of the Westmount Shul. This installment is coming a day early because Shavuos begins Thursday night. So we want to just give you a shorter Dvar Torah than usual to get us in the right frame of mind for the wonderful Yontif that's coming up. We hope to see so many of you in Shul Thursday night, men and women. We're going to have a very interesting learning. We're going to start the night discussing about artificial intelligence. Then we're going to discuss and learn the Smichas Chavar challenge of cooking on Shabbos. And then we'll end with understanding some customs of Shvuos. A great opportunity to uh, bring in the Yontif. It's going to be a, a Yontif chock full of Limara Torah. So let's just give you a small idea as we're approaching this holy Yontif. We need to know that all the holy books write that the Rosh Hashanah for all spirituality is Shvuos. Not Rosh Hashanah that we commonly refer to and the first of Tishrei. That is where Hashem decides everything's going to happen physically in our lives. But this uh, understanding of how much Torah we will be able to learn this year, how much Gishmak we'll get out of davening and learning and success we'll have in all areas, personally and as a community, it all is decided on this Rosh Hashanah. And just like we know before the regular Rosh Hashanah, there are the 30 days of Elul, and then 10 more days till Yom Kippur that prepare us for that final judgment. So too, we've been working for 49 days after leaving Egypt on Pesach. We have now been working on the Sphira as today is day 48, and we'll soon be approaching day 49. And that's why the holiday is called Shavuos, because, which means weeks. Because if you really prepare properly during these weeks, you'll really be able to accept the Torah properly and be successful in the coming year. So obviously that's wonderful for everybody who's been focused for all 49 days. And to those people, you can uh, assume that you're all ready to go. But not everybody's been so fortunate. People sometimes aren't feeling well. People are absorbed in a lot of other things as financial pressures, all kinds of issues. And the Yetzirah comes to us today and tomorrow and says, you know, you haven't really prepared so much. This holiday is not going to be a winner for you. So I want to uh, share a couple ideas that I've seen in the Hasidic forum. And there's two interesting uh, things that happened on Shavuos. The first one. Number one, before God gave us the Torah, Hashem healed everyone who was suffering from physical uh, disease or deformity. And the question is, why? I mean, a miraculous thing. If a person, God forbid, was missing a hand, he got a hand. Unbelievable. Why did Hashem do that? And number two, we know the Torah tells us that as it came time to receive the Torah, Hashem had to put a mountain over our head and says, if you accept the Torah, fine. If not, there will be your burial place. And of course, all the commentaries ask, but didn't they say Nasev and Nishma just a couple days before? We will, we'll do and we will listen. So why all of a sudden did they, uh, did they back out of that? And one of the standard answers is, is well, 
because in theory it was a good idea. But when they see the smoke and the fire and the mountain shaking, they're getting all scared. So you kind of want to back out at the end. And the question is why? So let me give you one uh, trend, so to speak, one derech to show how you can understand this. And the point is like this. If there are many of us, as I said, who really may not have prepared properly. So if you don't prepare properly, then what's the Yetzirah telling you? He's telling you you're, this is not going to be a successful yontif. It's all about the preparations. So what is our feeling at this time? Our feeling at this time is, I'm not worthy for this. And therefore, okay, I'll go through the motions. I'll have some cheesecake. I'll learn a little Torah. But it can't be that good because I haven't prepared myself. So the first point we have to realize is that that is also a deformity. A spiritual deformity is no less a problem as a physical deformity. Person is missing a hand, missing a foot. It will impact on how well you can do your avodas Hashem. Certainly, if we have not improved on our midos over the last seven weeks, and we haven't been able to overcome our anger and realign our, our ideas of how to look at other people, if we haven't overcome our laziness and all the other issues of the midos that need to be strengthened, our amuna, there could be no greater deformity than that. But what do we see? Hashem, he's very interested in this uh, shvuas happening. We know all the rabbis tell us shvuas is like a wedding. And a wedding, you know, has all kinds of pressures from the time of the engagement until the actual wedding. And there can happen times where the chassan or the kala or both might want to back out. And why might they want to back out? There'll be all kinds of reasons. But one of the reasons, I guess, is all of a sudden you say, you know, I'm not prepared for marriage life. Till now I was single, I was able to do what I wanted, I have faults, I have faults, uh, and therefore, you know, my friends are the ones who can live with my faults, my parents have to live with me, they have no choice, but I'm marrying somebody, it's a lifetime commitment, and this person doesn't have to put up with my faults, and I know I have certain faults, it's going to be so hard, and often we say, you know what, forget it, it's not going to work, it's not worth the effort, I have too many too much of a handicap that this will not be a successful marriage. Well, how do we answer that? The answer is, well, you're not alone. And the very first marriage to Kodesh Baruch Hu was the same thing. As we come to Sinai, it was a 49-day engagement. And now we're coming to Sinai. It's time for the, the Arison. It's time for the marriage. And we're awfully scared because think about it. During the 49 days, boy, did the Jews make a lot of mistakes on the way to Sinai. We made mistakes complaining about not having water, not, not having food, and that we didn't learn Torah for three days. And we said, it's God in our midst, and Amalek attacked us, and all these things that are happening. And although we were asked, do you want to do you want to go through with this? We said, Nasa Ishma. That's good. You know why? We can say yes. But until the rubber hits the road, then all of a sudden, it just becomes real. I don't know what's going to happen. So as they're getting close, and now it's time for the marriage. 
and it's time for the wedding and the band is playing and the and the mountain is shaking and there's fire and all kinds of things and now it's time it's now the actual time Haray at mikudeshes li and all of a sudden the call of the Jewish people are saying no 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 I'm not ready for this I can't do this I haven't prepared enough so what does Hashem say he says you know what you'll never prepare enough <laughs> as much as you try you'll never be able to be like the infinite especially in the beginning and therefore Hashem says if you're not prepared to make the commitment today there will be your death didn't say here will be your death there will be your death what does that mean if you have commitment problems you're always going to have commitment problems I'm forcing you have to do it. What do you mean? I'm God. I can do what I want. You want to die right now? You're going to die right now. I'm pushing. It's the actual shotgun wedding. Now, how can Hashem do this? Because he knows. He knows a Jew by nature is very suited to live a life of the Torah. A Jew by nature, since we are a chelek elokami mal, a portion of God on high, we are suited to have a relationship. Even if the HR is convincing us otherwise, even though sometimes we are sidetracked by following our physical bodily needs, but ultimately we are the perfect shidduch. And since we are the perfect shidduch, and Hashem knows that, He forces us to not fall back on our fears of I'm not yet ready yet. And that is the essential core message of Shavuos. Yes, it's a good idea, and it's much better to be ready <laughs> on time. Because when you're ready, when a young man, a young girl is ready, they've developed their meadows, the marriage will be a lot smoother, not as many hiccups. And sure, it's a lot easier to go get married. But let's say you haven't developed all your meadows. So we're going to say, well, until all my meadows are good, then I'll get married. Guess what? They're not going to get good. You know why? Because you're not forced to make them better. You're a single person, so what? So I didn't do better. There's always another friend. There's always another roommate. I can go from one to the other. There's this, uh, there's this one affair, another affair. It's, there's no commitment. So Shem says, you got to just do it and you don't have a choice. And I'm doing this at a point you won't live. Because if I don't, if you, you don't get me enough, your whole life will be like this. And that's not life. So Hashem kind of pushed us in. And we had no choice. Hashem says, you'll see, it'll work out. And it wasn't that great. It worked out for a while. But then 40 days later, we sinned with the golden calf. But then we did tshuva. And therefore, this becomes a long-term relationship where Hashem says, you'll see, at the end, it will work out. At the end, you know, you had a base amigdash. Okay, it didn't work out totally, but at the end, it'll be Mashiach. And therefore we understand there's an idea if a person does an Avera, the Gemara says, and he's ashamed of his Avera, all his Averas are forgiven. And therefore, some of us, as we come into Shavuos, and we know we haven't totally fixed things up, so it's not wrong to feel ashamed. And if you have a sincere shame and a sincere regret, and you say, I really would like, even from today, to change things. Hashem says, you can come along. Everything is forgiven. We know, for example, again, with Shaduchim, 
Sometimes, you know, there's two sides. One side can be very rich. The other side is not so rich. And sometimes, you know, for, so the rich side doesn't have any problems. But the poor side, you know, they have to commit. And some of you don't commit for money. It's, uh, it, the shit doesn't go through. And I don't remember, it's just coming to mind as I'm speaking, there was a story in Israel with a godel. I don't remember which godel it is. I'm sure some of you will remember. It was a wealthy family. The, the, the girl, the boy was a wonderful boy. The girl was an amazing girl. Everything you want in a shirk. But uh, one side had money, the other side didn't. And of course, the side with the money, near to Saul, you know, you have to buy an apartment and this and that. Those are realities. So the poorer family agreed, okay, we'll stretch ourselves and we'll somehow make it happen. Fine. But as they're getting closer to the shidduch, what happened? The poor side didn't have the money. And the poor side, as it's getting closer to shidduch, said, you know, we don't have the money and, you know, we, we don't want to uh, force you into this. And if you want, you can cancel the shidduch. I mean, we'd love to continue, but honestly, we don't have the money. So the wealthy family, they went to an autumn god, I don't remember which one, and said, what should we do? So the autumn god just said like this, is the other side, is the Kala, is she a good girl? Amazing girl. What's what's marriage all about? Is it about a nice apartment or a good girl? It's a good shidduch. It's a good shidduch. He says, you've got the money to pay for the whole wedding. So what's another, whatever it is, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, you're wealthy. Is it just a matter of pride, a matter of principle? You're getting an amazing shidduch. So, so just pay the money. What's the difference? At the end of the day, that's the main goal. And the truth is, if they usher, the rich person understands this, he'll say, you know what, there's no problem here. I'll just cover the costs. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to us. We're supposed to get married. Tomorrow night is the wedding. Friday morning, we're going to hear the Aser Sedibros. We're going to hear how the, the Ksuva is written out. And we've come to the Shidduch and we're not ready. We haven't paid enough. So you know what? Hashem wants this Chassan to happen. And he's an amazing Chassan. And the truth is Hashem knows that inside we're an amazing kala, but maybe right now we haven't paid enough of the price to become that amazing. So what will Hashem do? Hashem said, I'll pay. And therefore, if you're, if you're not healed physically or spiritually, I'll take care of it. And that's the message of being healed before Shavuos. But it, you, it does require a little bit of busha. Just like the poor family, they were ashamed they couldn't come up with the money. But the God was able to tell the rich one, but isn't the wedding the most important thing? And therefore Hashem is telling us, if you're not ready, that's okay. That's okay. You're ashamed. I'll pay. Or similarly, another idea, we know there's no such thing as a ketubah without arguments. Every marriage has to have some kind of arguments, some kind of difficulties. And sometimes the difficulties are, are very strong difficulties. Both sides can be very headstrong on certain things. Our custom is it's an outdoor wedding. The other one says our custom is not. Our custom is the fathers walk down the groom and the mothers walk down the bride. The other one says no, the parents walk there. There's all kinds of things and, and, it's diff and they get into big arguments about how the wedding should be. 
Could be a lot of arguments. But at the end of the day, what always happens, almost always, the shidduch goes through. By the time the wedding day happens, it's meant to be. And therefore, it's meant to be. It's got to be. All these sikhsukhim, all these challenges, it's because the satan doesn't want this wedding to happen. And we have to say, satan, we understand. And maybe we're not, don't think we're ready. The mukhotanam aren't ready. But you know what? Just put a smile on your face and let's go through with it. And things will all work out at the end. It may take a while, but things will all work out at the end. And therefore, the same thing. Maybe we've been fighting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem says, I really would like you to go to shul every day. I really would like you to stop saying Lashon Hara. I really would like you to be Michael certain people. And we're fighting with Hashem. It's coming now for the Hasana. It's time to say, you know what? Okay, I'll give in. I'll give in on this. I'll give in on that. And give in with a smile. If you give in, if the Mukhotanim give in and they're grumpy and grouchy, then it's not a wedding. Give in with a smile. Come with a sense of shame that I'm not ready and although I have certain questions, I'll give in and I'm ready for this to happen. Says the Satmarov, a great idea. The Satmarov says, we know there's a Gemara that says there's certain things we can't do. We can't bring Korbanos anymore. So the Talmud says anyone who learns the Psukim that, and the Halachas of how to bring a Korban, a Korban Ola, let's say, it's as like he brought a Korban Ola. It's like you did that. Because really, the mitzvah is just the physical action of the will of Hashem that's in the Torah. The Torah is the real connection. That's the real love story from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The mitzvah is just acting out on the feelings that are there. And therefore, we don't have any semenya, so we read the korbanos. So now, we've said that, well, <clears throat> we, we, we reenact being at Sinai. What are you talking about? There's no Sinai, there's no mountain, there's no God, and there's nothing here. It's just a shul. Says the Sat Marov. He says, if you haven't prepared yet for paste for sukkahs, guess what for, for shvuas, guess what? On the first day, there's going to be a Torah reading. And the Torah reading starts from the 19th chapter. It says, When we came to Sinai and the days that we prepared, that's part of the reading. And then we read also how we got the Torah. Now certainly the Ten Commandments is the, is, is the apex of what Shavuos is about. So why don't we just start from this Sarah Sedibris? No, 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 no. We read the chapter before that says they came to Sinai and this is what they did for the six days to prepare. It says the Satmarov, if you come to Shul and you listen carefully to the laning and you listen it and to say, even though I didn't do the preparations, I'm like doing it now. I'm reading about it. And I wished I would have prepared it. And I come a bit shamed. And then the mountain could come over your head and say, now is the time to accept. It's as if you did the preparations. It's like you made all the hachanas. So therefore, even if you're not totally ready, but you can still do it. You could still stay up, learn Torah, come to the, sunrise minion, the Nate's minion, and hear the Torah reading. And you're going to say, well, that's a bit early. Well, maybe, maybe for you, don't stay up all night. But we're going to read from the Torah. I don't know. I have to check uh, the, the calendar everything. The Torah reading will be sometime around 6.30. So, uh, so make the effort just to come for davening. 
Oh, that's kind of early. Well, you got to make some effort. Don't wait for the last day of Yantif just for Yisker. I mean, Yisker is important. We pay respect to the dead. But how about make that commitment and be there early in the morning? Let me close with a very brief vignette. It was one year on Shavuos before the reading of the Ten Commandments and they were in the court of Rabbi Nachum Mendel of Riminov and his shamish, the holy Rabbi Hirsch. And he told his shamish, he said, make the following announcement right before the Aserah Sedibras. He says, anyone who has not fulfilled the Ten Commandments should not stay in the base medrash when we read it. Whoa. That's a strong announcement. The Ten Commandments, it's not, you know, it's like, it's not just keeping Shabbos, keeping Shabbos with all the aspects, every halacha of Shabbos. Honoring parents with every aspect, believing Hashem with every, with every fiber in your body, not being jealous of anybody. And that's what they told him to say. Now, amongst all the people davening was a guest, it was Reb Naftali of Rupshitz. And from his great humility, he was so humble, he's tzaddik. He said, can I say that I've done everything? So he went out. <laughs> when everybody saw that Rev Naftali Rupshitz, that tzaddik left, they all left. And all that was left in the base Madrish was Rabbi Mendel of Riminov and Rav Hirsch Hishamish. <laughs> so now he sees he doesn't have a minion. He says to his attendant Rav Hirsch, looks like nobody has fulfilled the Ten Commandments. So he says, go out and tell them like this. At least accept the Ten Commandments from today and onward. And you could hear the lady. He made that announcement. They all came in. And the Rebbe Lane, yes, sir, is a Hebrews. So Rabbi let's have that same attitude. Who should hear the Aseris Hadibros tomorrow uh, on, 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 on Thursday morning, Friday morning? Who should hear the Aseris Hadibros? Really, all those who did it. And if you haven't done it, so what's the point of being there? But you know what? If you still can accept it, because remember, we're going to read what happened in those days before. Remember those days the Jews said Nasa, they said Nasa Venishma. You know, we can kind of contract all those seven, six days of preparation. It all can be contracted into this 10 minutes of reading the Torah before the Aserah Sedibros. So yes, you could say to Hashem, I tried to stay up all night. Or even if you couldn't, you're too old to stay up all night. But at least you came to shul in the morning. And you come to shul in the morning and you come humble and say, I know I'm not worthy and I know I've got some handicaps, spiritual spiritual challenges that I've not overcome. I'm not worthy to receive the Torah and to come humbly before Hashem and to regret and then to say, I wish I would have done all the right preparations. And then I wish, I wish to now, from now on, keep the Aserah Sidibras the way it should be. Hashem will accept it. And then you'll be judged for an amazing year of spirituality. A year that you will feel it's not so hard to come to davening on time. It's not so hard not to speak in shul. It's a pleasure to learn Torah as much as I can. And that will be 
כאיש אחד, בלב אחד, each and every one of us, will accept the Torah, and should mamish have a shana tova, a good year, a good year in learning, a good year in davening, a good year in, in, in benodom lachavero. And if enough of us accept this with a full heart, Amir Tzashem, the time will come when Elyonavi will come and bring us the Mashiach, Bimheir of Yemenu, Amen. Have a good Yontif, everybody.